Nathan and Jacob at Bad Things. Happy episode 7 and enjoy Louis' voice. Remember to pronounce my name correctly. I am Tony. X-Factor Archivist, and yes, what you just heard there was the man himself, and I hope I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Wagner Fueza Carrillo, recording an opening for part two of episode seven here at Bad Things, looking back at the most infamous contestants of one Michael Louis Vincent Wolf. Jacob, we've reached the mountaintop, haven't we? That That is it. We can retire now. We can hang up our microphones and ride off into the sunset, because that was... I mean, that was all you, Nathan. So take take a bow, son. Take a bow, son. Take a bow. Thank, thank you very much. And I just just before we move on with this episode, I just wanted to quote uh, what <laughs> Wagner's fees. Um, so you can contact Wagner as we did via a website called FameLink. Um, and the, these are his, these are his fees. These are the following fees. So we did a just a standard video. And that is already a £20 flat rate <laughs> for, for a message that is longer than, I think, I think it's like 50 characters or something that's yeah. classed as a long message. <laughs> that is an additional £10. It is £8 for one of his songs, which he lists about eight of his standards on the website. <laughs> it's £12 standards. for a so- another song, and I almost got him to do one from Paula, but I saw that... <laughs> He did. He did horny, and I was like, I can't miss out on this. And then, if you want him to play the bongos, it's another five pounds. Um, it's worth also noting that Wagner will do video calls uh, for thirty pounds, uh, which I think they're about ten minutes long. And he will do business promotions, which I was very, uh, very sure not to mention. This, this is sort of a business. <laughs> um, for two hundred pounds, whoa! Um, and I also looked up his uh, his what, what people are quite saying that he quotes for wedding fees, and it's actually <laughs> you know we- wedding bands normally eight hundred to a grand, right? Yeah, from they're pretty experience. expensive. Yeah, yeah, you can get Wagner for about a grand, apparently. Oh, well, um, you know, Nathan, when we eventually get married, yeah, when we do, when we have our a place in the sun house where we're just <laughs> friends, just friends, quote unquote, we will we will be us two and Wagner. Uh, living on the Gold Coast in Australia. I mean, I, we're going to get to it, but the way he puts in uh, washing, uh, <laughs> washing, um, <laughs> washing liquid into the the washing machine, um, I'm not sure I want him. Uh, no, want him in no. My house. As we'll as we'll get to, he's quite difficult to live with. <laughs> Indeed. Um, <laughs> well, many thanks to Wagner for that high energy intro. Although I did have to pay forty three pounds for it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, uh, and we've got plenty more where that came from. But first. <laughs> Jacob, what got covered in part one of this episode and why should people listen if they haven't? Oh, well, part one seems like a billion years ago currently uh, after what we've just seen. But we started our voyage into the mind of uh, of Louis Walsh with a look back at 
probably his first real infamous act, the 2009 act, Jedward, John and Edward Grimes. We talked about their time on The X Factor. We talked about the reaction they got from the British public. And we talked about a little bit of what they did after X Factor, including appearing at Eurovision, not once but twice, and staging a a, a haphazard Loose Women interview over Zoom with Tara Reid from the Sharknado franchise. It was a real ride. It was a real ride. And a a tasty one hour and 30 minutes uh, for all those out there who don't like how long our usual podcasts are. Oh, is that that now official with the edit? It's going to be about 1.30. Yes, I think it's our shortest one to date. How did we manage that? We even (laughs) talked about Engelbert Humperdinck. (laughs) We talked about him for half an hour. It was great. So, yeah, that was part one. Please go back and listen if you haven't. But, Jacob, it's time once again for our favourite segment on this show. Let's look at the prehistory of Wagner Fueser Carrillo. So, Jacob, what did you find out about Wagner? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so you did a lot of the digging around Wagner's um, pre-X Factor uh, life. Um, (laughs) He was born in Brazil, uh, as he he likes to mention at almost every interval. Uh, He was born in 1956, and I, because I, as I've mentioned on the last podcast, I didn't watch the X Factor growing up as a kid. I certainly didn't watch this series, and. So I had never seen this picture. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what you're referring to. (laughs) It's the first thing. It's pretty much the first thing they show you when he gets on the show. It's Wagner, like, on the beach in Brazil. He must be, I don't know, in his his sort of mid-twenties, early thirties. Shirtless, absolutely ripped body, holding a lion by the (laughs) tail. On a Brazilian beach. How do you get away with that from a regulatory standpoint? <laughs> I've seen Tiger King. I know that there's a lot of shit going on in the world when it comes to exotic animals. And Wagner looks a little bit like Joe Exotic, so well, um, there's probably something going on there. But yeah, apparently um, he, he, owned, <laughs> he used to own a lion, which is great. Um, and then he moved to the UK. Do you know when he moved to the UK? Does it say when he moved to the UK? Uh, the nineties the is all I've, <laughs> all I've got here. Yeah. He, he traded the sunny shores of Brazil for the sunny shores of Dudley in, um, in the West Midlands. Um, he, according to the, I don't know, where the hell did you find this stuff? Apparently he it's used called to run... the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> you are an ardent patron of the Daily Mail, as we know. Um, apparently he used to run a, a firm that sold windows and conservatories uh, before, well, and he also taught karate, which is another like big part of his personality on the show. Uh, and also apparently, and this is very unshocking news, uh, he was divorced twice by the time he got on the X Factor. Why is that? Why is that unshocking? <laughs> is unshocking a word? Um, I don't, I don't know, but um, well, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get to the way he is with the ladies later. Um, but yeah, it's not surprising that this man has had many marital failures. Can I? I'm just going to take a quote from the mail regarding the lion because I can't just <laughs> I can't just let it be. Um, <laughs> Wagner owned the creature back in his native Brazil after a lady friend gave it to him as an eight week old cub. I mean, how did he know like nutritional information? about lion um 
Source is close to the opera singer he's described as here. <laughs> yeah. Say the tame beast used to curl up at night with his best friend. And I don't know how to say this. Is it a Samoid dog? Is I that... know that sounds that sounds like a sort of method of preparing it to eat. It's it's a breed it's a breed of dog. It's like right, a fluffy okay. white breed of dog. I don't know how right, to say it. Right. Okay. It, it sounds um... like a sort of, you know, like a Savoy sausage or oh, Samoid <laughs> dog. Do you fancy a Samoid dog? Oh, delicious. <laughs> Not had one of those in a while. Ugh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we've got the, the image in our heads now of Wagner on one side of the bed, the dog in the middle, and then the lion at the end. A fucking lion. Like a, 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 a an actual proper massive lion. It looks like a male lion as well. Yeah. I think. I think, um, yeah, I, I'm not a lion expert, but yeah, that looks like a male lion. So the picture of him with the lion was used to promote the, the aforementioned uh, Windows and Conservatories <laughs> firm, which was known as Express Conservatories. So it had nothing to do with lions? No, just an <laughs> Express with an X, which is probably copyrighted everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I should imagine so. Oh my God. Um, um, yeah, he yeah, opened... To... Sorry, Jacob, go on. I was just going to say, yeah, he, he, he also used to be a teacher, right? Yes, yes, a, yeah. uh, a, a like a, a PE teacher specialising in martial arts. Uh, he opened uh, uh, a martial arts and dance gym in Cradley Heath in the West Midlands and also used to teach at, and I literally have no idea how to say these names, <laughs> Leasos Le- Lisos Community Lisos. School in Hales-Owen, Halswin. <laughs> I don't know because I've only ever heard Wagner say these place names, and mm. and he has an incredibly thick Brazilian accent, so I have no idea how they're said. Oh, looks like you're uh, channeling some Danny Minogue there. That we're going to uh, <laughs> going to get to some of her dodgier comments on the show. Um, so much like Jedward, Wagner seems to be a man of many skills. Whether it's game development, athletics, martial arts, lion taming. Owning a Samoyed dog uh, or running express conservatories. Uh, There's a lot going on uh, with both of these acts. Um, And it's time, I think in record time, because this is part two, probably. um, It's time to discuss Wagner's X Factor journey. And we're going all the way back 10 years ago, a decade. Oh my lord, a decade of Wagner. (laughs) To 2010. Did your uh, viewership of the X Factor increase in 2010 at all? Absolutely not. I've I've never seen a full series. I I don't think I've ever even seen a full live show the whole way through. Um, because as I mentioned on the last podcast, my my parents were so against the X Factor. Um, so we were uh, on on a Saturday night. We were a Strictly Come Dancing family. Um, uh, so the authentic I was, I, one. Yeah, while I was taking in the joys of Anne Widdicombe and John Sargent, uh, <laughs> the world of Jedward and Wagner which is happening away from me. I had no idea what was going on. Blissfully ignorant. Um, yeah, the, the sergeant drag, the classic <laughs> sergeant drag. Um, so X Factor 2010, another absolutely classic series of the show. We have acts, including Katie Wasel, who I think used to just cry a lot. Oh. Um, Cher Lloyd, who will be making, I think, another appearance in our extra bad uh, singles edition of the of uh, the 2010s um <laughs> the biggest x factor uh export ever probably one direction yeah um, it's gotta who... be it's their more little mix isn't it in terms of yeah. like most successful i think they came third um in second place was rebecca ferguson who has uh, one of the better simon cow 
um, released albums. Um, and the winner of X Factor 2010, Mr. Matt Cardle. Uh, Mr. Shit James Blunt, <laughs> Matt Cardle. Uh, <laughs> the painter so, and decorator. It was quite a uh, quite a set in 2010, gripping to watch. Um, and we're going to talk now about Wagner's audition. Hello. Nice to you oh, what a lovely accent. Where are you from? I am Brazilian. Ah, Brazilian. But I have been lived here for so long that I'm now I now can be called a new oh, a new oh, a cold. new race, the British Brazilians. The British Brazilians. My name is Wagner Fusa Carrillo. I am 54 years old. I was born in Brazil, and now I live in Pensnet by Dudley in the West Midlands. Actually, the, the footage I found, we met Wagner on The Extra Factor. Um, and I don't know, he must have appeared on the main show as well. Um, but the only footage I could find was of him on The Extra, Extra Factor. And did you see, Jacob, who was presenting The Extra Factor at this time? It's only bloody Connie Huck, the nicest person in the world. <laughs> Described by her husband, Charlie Brooker, as the nicest person. Um, I totally forgot that she did Extra Factor, um, yeah, and it seems no a bit idea. of a weird fit. <laughs> yeah, for like a sort of semi-serious, like, almost journalistic presenter sometimes. Yeah, that doesn't... Also, it's on ITV. Connie, Connie Huck's selling out to the... ITV2. ITV2, <laughs> yeah. Well, the big ITV2 bucks, you know. They bring everyone in. So they have a kind of awkward hug, almost... And Wagner describes himself as being part of a new race, the British Bazillions. Brazilians. Did I, did I say Bazillions? Not Bazillions. <laughs> is the amount that Wagner makes from his videos. <laughs> um, Wagner is inspired by cockerels because they don't shut up in the morning. And he's old, he says he's older than Brad Pitt, but younger than Mick Jagger, which is one of the most arbitrary measurements I think I've ever heard. My favourite part of this was he says he's older than Brad Pitt, younger than Mick Jagger, and then just tells them how old he is in years. <laughs> what is he? He's 54 at this time, I he's think. He's 54, yeah, 54. Good evening, judges. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. That's a nice introduction. Hello, what's your name? My name is Wagner Fiusa Carrillo. Who? Wagner. Wagner, like the German composer. Yes. Fiusa Carrillo, which is a Portuguese surname because I'm Brazilian. He comes on the stage and um, immediately starts peeking the microphone with his idiosyncratic mic holding style. <laughs> He holds it so close to his mouth. Was he the two hands as well? Oh, he's he's got the full-on, like, grip of the mic. Like, if if he grips it any harder, it's going to shatter. And he properly, like, shoves it into his mouth. It's... Anyone who knows anything about microphones will tell you that is not how you hold a microphone. What the hell is the name of this song? I have no idea. Well, he he lets Simon pick. He says, like, I've got three songs here. Um, one is in English, one is in Italian, and one is in Portuguese, I think. 
Um, and then Simon just says, which one do you want to do? And Wagner picks it anyway. <laughs> so there's absolutely no point in the whole picking charade. Um, but yeah, it's an opera song. Um, I have absolutely no idea about anything to do with opera. So yeah, I have I have no clue what this song is called. But to his credit, he sings it fairly well. It, it is. It, I, I forgot that he started off as sort of a semi-serious act. I mean, obviously mm. minus the hair and stuff. <laughs> And the and the the outfit, yeah. <laughs> and but the beard. Was he showing chest here as well? Of course he was. Oh, he was. Okay. He was in like a sort of Elvis style like jumpsuit thing with like cowboy boots, the long blonde hair, the, the like four buttons undone. And Elvis will be back in week five. Oh yes, he will. So uh, it, the interview ends. Everyone's pretty impressed. Simon says, "My mum would really fancy you." <laughs> Um, and I totally forgot, he gets four yeses. Four yep. very easy yeses. Yep. This is the total opposite of Jedward. Like, he comes in, he's pretty serious. There's no... Like, he's obviously a bit eccentric, but there, I don't think there's any warning of the total and utter <laughs> madness that's going to follow. Because, yeah, Simon's, like, pretty calm about the whole thing. Whereas the year before, as we mentioned, Simon was, was up in arms about Jedward. Like... Little did he know what was to come. They would step on their mother's head. (laughs) Um, I couldn't find any footage of uh, Wagner at boot camp. Yeah, he definitely did it because they mentioned it in a couple of um, video packages. But yeah, I just assume he's all right. And um, I think it's important to mention that he is singing a pop song now. Um, The days of opera are, are well behind him. Yeah. I wonder if Sean was ousted again in favour of <laughs> Wagner. Sean um, came back. Sean and Project Day. Is there anything you'd like to say to us? Yes, that I enjoyed every moment of this competition. It has been unforgettable. In my deathbed, my, in my last breath, I shall remember all these moments. Um. Sometimes I feel like throwing my hands up in the air Cause I know I can count on you Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care You got the love I need to see me through You got the love, you got the love you got the love, you got the love, you got the love I need to see me through. Sometimes I feel like throwing my hands up in the air. I know I can count on you. Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care. But you got the love I need to see me through. This is my favourite ever Judges Houses performance on The X Factor. It's Louis and Sharon on duty. They've made up after she threw some water in his face uh, about a half a decade previously. Um, And to set up Wagner's audition, uh, the the production team decided he should walk around the mansion with some roses. Yeah, he's uh, smelling some roses. He's talking about uh, how he wants to provide for his son. Uh, And the picture they show of his son... Is utterly hilarious. <laughs> just a chunky baby. <laughs> he's just such a chunky baby. And it's like he's frowning, so his face is all squished up. 
So he's just he's just a really funny looking baby. Wagner enters the audition room and says such a nice thing. So, so emotional. He says, in my deathbed, in my last breath, I will remember this moment. Oh my god. Here's <laughs> something he, he this happens a couple of times, like he sort of he he gets very sort of romantic in the sort of historical sense about things. Like he sort of embodies the old troubadours where it's, oh, this is the greatest moment of my life. And I will remember this to my dying day. He's, he's obviously a very, um, very enthusiastic person emotionally, uh, as we'll see with this upcoming performance. Not since Chaucer has such chivalry <laughs> been seen in UK culture. Of course, Chaucer was on um, the first series of The X Factor, Back and came sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Wagner uh, decides or is forced to sing uh, You've Got the Love, the more of the Florence of the Machine version rather than the Caddy Staten version. Well, it's not really any of them, is it? <laughs> it's the Wagner version. <laughs> yeah. His gestures are just amazing. Throwing his hands all over the place. Uh, a sort of quivering but quite confident vocal, I thought. It, it's sort of... It has to be seen to be believed, really, because he's just stood there. It's like he stood there. The Louis and Sharon are sat on the sofa. None of them know what to do. <laughs> like Louis and Sharon have no idea what to say, and he is just like properly given it some. Um, the the audition ends. Uh, he says Sharon has beautiful eyes to Dermot, and Dermot, in a totally non-ironic way, <laughs> says, "Do you think you intrigued her?" <laughs> I think, yeah, intrigued is definitely one word for it. Um, I've put in my notes here, Sharon is frowning so much she's turning into Aussie. <laughs> the surgery is slowly being unpeeled. <laughs> the power of Wagner. You say she's frowning, but she seems a little bit flustered. She sort of says, oh, he's got a certain something about him and I'm not going to forget him. I mean, none of us are going to forget him, but... Um... But unfortunately, Wagner is sent home initially. And then Louis Walsh, could you imagine this? Could you imagine this? Louis Walsh turns up at his house in Dudley. <laughs> you imagine Louis Walsh talking to his secretary like, you've got to get me a train ticket to Dudley. I need to go now. Oh my god! He turns up and he tells him that he's actually got through as a wild card, um, which I don't think I don't think wild cards were a thing in the previous series. Did he just remember. invent this off the top of his head? Because he, he needed to get Wagner on the show, and go to Dudley. <laughs> he needed a new conservatory. So Wagner is through to the live shows, and in week one we are treated to probably his most famous performance. Like every girl in history She finds, she finds I'm wasted by the way she moves No one ever looks so fine She reminds me that a woman got one thing on her mind This is my absolute favourite X Factor thing ever. I love this so much. 
I will leave the floor to you to explain <laughs> what what goes on here. Well, we get a little sort of prelude uh, and Wagner talks about, uh, you know, how, how grateful he is to have another chance at this. He says, having a second chance is like being resurrected from the dead. <laughs> he loves a death metaphor, does Wagner. Um, <laughs> he says, I don't know why this made me laugh so much. He says, I used to live in Brazil. Now I live in a bungalow in Dudley. <laughs> of which Louis Walsh has frequented. <laughs> Um, yeah, we sort of, uh, we get a little, um, insight into like the rehearsals. We get an on-screen appearance of Brian Friedman, who'll be coming up a few times on this show. Uh, and the main storyline, I guess, of this is that Wagner keeps forgetting his words. He can't remember the words to this song, which is fair enough. Like he says he's never heard it before. He says, uh, you know, he's like way more used to opera and, and classical music than he is to the sort of Western pop. Um, and this is a real issue for him is forgetting his words. Uh, and Cheryl Cole chimes in with forgetting your words is the worst thing that can happen to you as a performer. Thank you for that professional insight, Cheryl. <laughs> and then we get to the live performance and he's wearing, is it like a velvet suit, like a sort of moleskin suit that he's wearing? All the outfits have merged into one for me. <laughs> I, I think chest is probably the best way to describe <laughs> them going forward. Yeah, he's wearing. He's, I, I I vaguely remember like a sort of burgundy velvet suit, and oh my god, he. So he starts off with um, "She Bangs" by Ricky Martin, the second appearance of "She Bangs" in two weeks on this program. It's clearly Louis's favourite song, and Louis is absolutely loving it. He's smiling with his whole face. The the Euro signs are there, and then, <laughs> sort of. In an, in an almost mythical display, the set parts and revealed to the world. St. Peter is present <laughs> at the gate. Uh, <laughs> this, sort of, this set of bongo drums. And Wagner sort of sing-walks his way back to the top of the stage and then does a bongo solo. <laughs> Before transitioning from She Bangs into the B-52 classic Love Shack. Oh, I love Love Shack. Oh, it's so good. I don't. I really don't want to do the impression because it's horrifically offensive, but it's so funny. <laughs> the way he sings it. And, and the best bit is just... Did you catch the bit where he's singing it and then he just goes, Woo! Woo! No, I didn't. That sounds amazing. <laughs> he's just like, Love Shack, Woo! <laughs> Why, then, why sorry, the Latin percussion for Love Shack and not <laughs> She Bangs? Because Louis Walsh has absolutely no idea what he's doing with this guy. Mm-hmm. At least with Jedward, like the song choices make sense. But here he picks songs that just do not fit Wagner at all. Um, this is probably one of the better ones. It is. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, I guess it couldn't get any more mental... It finishes, Wagner sort of strikes a pose, and the female dancers that accompany him throughout the act just start rubbing their breasts. I didn't see that. I what? missed that bit. No, yeah. no, like the, the end pose is them sort of like full grab, like James Corden in Lesbian Vampire Killers, and they just start caressing themselves. It's utterly, utterly surreal. 
And were, were those breasts in LVK confirmed as implants? Did we ever work that out? Alas, I didn't. I didn't ask Phil Claydon when I spoke to him. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> and uh, what did the judges have to say, Jacob? Um, well, Danny's in shock, uh, which, which is a recurring theme. Uh, Simon slumped over the desk. <laughs> Uh, da- Danny calls it very karaoke, which is one of all her more tame comments. Um, yeah, before the outright xenophobia comes into play. <laughs> uh, Simon says it's the most bonkers performance he's ever seen in his life, and he says to embrace the madness. Uh, and Louis says when people talk about the X Factor tomorrow, they'll be talking about not Wagner, Wagner. The first, the first uh, mention of Wagner. None, like uh, they're all calling him Wagner at this point, which you know is not is not on. Like his name's not Wagner; it's Wagner. He says that multiple times. Just call him by his real name. Yeah, Simon describes the performance as an inedible milkshake, which was, uh, <laughs> and then I think he listed a few of the ingredients, which I didn't get down. I think he says like a, a sausage, an onion. Some strawberries. What a morning smoothie that is. <laughs> so that is week one. Um, oh, it's so good. Save the best can we, can we first. Just, can we just have a moment of appreciation for just how fucking good this is? <laughs> can you imagine? Like you were watching at the time. What was what was what the hell was the reaction to this when it when it happened? Because. The step up from his audition to this is just like at least with Jedward you sort of knew what you're in for. This is on a whole nother, this is on a whole other plane of existence. I I think I think everyone picked up on kind of similar to what you picked up on. The way the the staging parted for the 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 deity of the bongos <laughs> was uh you know, it's just like almost a voodoo relic of bloody B fifty twos. Um yeah, Indiana was, Jones uh, and the bog and, and the last bongos. <laughs> it was a meme before memes existed. I'll tell you, my heart has lost enough for two. More than enough for me and you. I'm rich with love, a millionaire. I've got so much, I don't care. Why don't you take a share? Week two, um, I think is Tom Jones week, maybe. It's a Tom or, Jones week. It may, or, well, he chooses a Tom Jones song anyway. Yeah. Week two, we are treated to help yourself. Um, once again, unlike the Jedward clips, uh, they include the pre-package mm. in, uh, in all of these clips, which is really useful. And Val just says after his first week... I always knew I was a bit mad, but I didn't know how mad I was. Um, and we, we've moved now uh, from uh, Wagner's gripe being the lyrics to timing. And uh, Brian Friedman, uh, the creative director, is so done with Wagner. <laughs> but he Let's does let... nail the 60s aesthetic and the choreography, yeah. um, to be fair. And the chest is out for a second week, of course. I don't know if it's even worth mentioning the chest because I think it's just out every week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a lovely chest. <laughs> Calm down. Um, I don't have any more any more notes on the performance apart from I loved the choreography and Wagner just groped some of the female dancers at the end. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah, the male dancers again start. There's so many tit rubs going on on this show. 
Um, Just I've, help yourself. <laughs> to my tits, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It's it's slightly off-putting. Um, and Danny definitely agrees because <laughs> she goes she goes to go... I think she's going to say, oh, my God. But the last bit, like, God, doesn't sound like God. She just sounds like she goes, oh, my God. <laughs> And uh, is this where we talk about her xenophobia for the first time? <laughs> well, um, yeah, she says she doesn't understand, like she didn't understand what he was saying. It's quite easy to understand what he's saying. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, like almost to a, that's his problem because he's not singing, he's talking. Simon says this is Louis's vision and then goes in <laughs> hard on Wagner and he asks her if he's if he's getting it on with one of the other contestants, Mary Byrne. Do you remember uh, Mary um... Byrne? I do. I, I remember this moment because uh, I, while I may not have been watching The X Factor in 2010, I was watching Harry Hill's TV Burke. Ah, oh, yes. And I don't know if you remember this. It was quite a big thing on the show, but this is the moment that led to the running wagbo joke on TV Burke. Yep. So far. Last week, we learnt of the existence of a child, half Wagner and half Mary Byrne. It's Wagbo. But in a dramatic twist, Wagbo slipped his cage and escaped, running amok among the townsfolk. He was believed to be heading towards Blue Water in Kent. The question remains... Where is Wagbo now? <laughs> <laughs> Where the premise was that Wagner and Mary Byrne had had a child, and it was sort and it was played by this this person with dwarfism. who <laughs> was made to look made up to look like Wagner, and but he had like makeup on and he was wearing a dress, and they used to just like unleash him. On like I think it was a one week where he was like running around Blue Water Shopping Centre in Kent, <laughs> and it mm-hmm. became like a running theme throughout the show. So yeah, this was my this is this like contemporary me in 2010. This is everything I knew about Wagner came from Wagbo on Harry Hill's TV. I, I don't know how well Wagbo ages. <laughs> <laughs> I have very fond memories of Wagbo, but you know. Your, your mileage may vary when it comes to when it comes to <laughs> Wagbo. This is the era of the knitted character, of course. As oh, well, what a time! One On of the TV best shows Burp. ever. Oh Wait, my was, god! Did Wagbo? I know Harry Hill used to be chased round by bust of the Queen Vic. <laughs> to what was that song? Oh, Riverside. Wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Um, Wagbo came up a few times. He was in the last ever episode of uh, TV Burt where they did the Someone Like You montage. <laughs> oh, what a show. Such a fucking good show. Oh, my God. Blue who? Blue, blue what? Blue, the baby. <laughs> the power of the baby. Um, so, yeah, Simon asks Wagner if he's getting on with Mary. And Wagner, once again... Um, as if he was in the Canterbury Tales, says, uh, Mary is a wonderful woman and a noble soul. Wow. <laughs> a noble soul. <laughs> does, not, does not confirm nor deny 
the rumours that him and Mary are getting it on. They're both like they're both in Louis's stable, aren't they? And therefore they must bang. <laughs> she bangs, she bangs. God, yeah, I imagine if the gates had opened and it was just Mary Byrne sitting there seductively. Oh. Um, <laughs> on the bongos. On the just bongos. Draped. <laughs> and draped he just over throws them. her off to play them. <laughs> Get out of the way. If you know that it feels fine, and around. If you're having a good time, if you know that it feels fine. Week three, it's Spice Girls week, um, and uh, in the pre-package we look back at Wagner's performance from the week before, and he he's kind of basically staring at all the girls, and he says, if heaven is like this, I want to die tonight. Another morbid <laughs> phrase. There's two things, there's, well, there's three things Wagner loves, karate, beautiful women, and death metaphors. He tries to take a visit to what I think is JD Sports, and he can't get in. <laughs> JD's. I don't know why JD Sports made me laugh so much. He can't even buy a pair of trainers anymore. He's that famous. <laughs> yeah, he he says um he always admired the crowds that the Beatles got when they went to Brazil, and I was like, is he old enough to remember the Beatles? Don't think he is. No, not properly. I don't think he was born in 1956, so maybe. Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, to yeah, be fair, just about. Yeah, just yeah. about. Kind of probably nearer the uh, the end of the stadium years where they got yeah. sick of it all. <laughs> yeah, when they were just looking miserable. This week's performance is pineapple women, <laughs> um, and they're helping Wagner perform "Spice Up Your Life" slash "Live in La Vida Loca." Um, and the transition for this song is Wagner bearing his chest. Mm. Yep, yep. The tit grab count is uh, is up to three. Because it's uh, his tits. <laughs> his tits come out. Yep. Uh, he's he's just having a he's just having a good old time dancing around with all the all the the pineapple women, as you put it so succinctly. Um, and then the ending is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. <laughs> they uh, Wagner does he sit down on stage? I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they all turn away from the crowd and they reveal themselves to him. They flash uh, him. Yeah. They flash him as he tries to. So he sort of has a, a thousand yard stare, but it's sort of the best kind of Vietnam thousand yard stare that you'd want <laughs> as Wagner. Uh, and he's floored by their boobs. <laughs> My note immediately after this is just, what the fuck? And uh, Simon's comment at the end Are you happy with what Louis's doing to you? God. <laughs> I think isn't it like the, the 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 theme of the week is guilty pleasures and Simon's comment was it was more guilt than pleasure. <laughs> God, he's got some zingers, isn't he? Oh, he's just an absolute zinger machine. Um, yeah, I, I he mentions like in 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 reference to to Louis and, and what he's doing with him, he says that there were some comments in the papers that Wagner made. Uh, I don't know how well how much you know about this, but I haven't done any research. But I was just wondering, like, was Wagner saying he was unhappy with the song choices? Or... Yeah, I think it was song choice and also just feeling very disrespected by the fact that Louis just couldn't say his name. <laughs> it's not that hard, Louis. Like, come on. You've heard of the composer. 
I'm not sure Louis Walsh has said composer. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, yeah, Danny Danny Minogue looks incredibly uncomfortable at the end of the performance, which, you know, fair enough. A dozen women have just exposed themselves on national television. <laughs> So, from the creepiness of week three to the uh, strange mashup of week four, O Fortuna and Bat Out of Hell. Um, Wagner's package this week sees him saying that the X Factor is better than Hollywood mm-hmm. and getting emotional about the fact that he was adopted by Britain. Yeah, he just bloody loves Britain. He d- no wonder he lives in Dudley. He doesn't get much more <laughs> British, does it? <laughs> Wagner has makeup on uh, to make it look like he's received a glittery cut to the eye and uh, there were some skeletons and cats just covering yeah, oh. every Halloween thing possible. I, I put they were mice. I put they're a sexy lady mice oh, okay. on stage. They, they might be mice. cats. I don't really know. There's some sort of sexy lady animal thing going on. Mm. Uh, but less tit this week. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. He is so ridiculously out of time when it comes to the bat out of hell section. Yeah, the, the bat out of hell bit is awful. His timing's off, missed lyrics. Which is like, you know, when you, if you're gonna if you're gonna give him a, a pop song, like a popular song, Meatloaf is probably the closest thing to his style, I would I would say, like the sort of opera yeah. stuff. But he just can't manage it. Like the poor bloke, he's obviously like so far out of his depth at this point. And yeah, it's it's awful. It's utterly awful. And he knows it. Like he's he's apologizing like the whole time when the when the judges speak to him afterwards. Yeah, uh Simon picks up on it and uh, he's actually turned now because it's got to week four and Wagner's still in. Mm. Um he's done a reverse of what he did with Jedward. Mm. Um, starts to get a bit nasty and he says if they vote for you I can always leave the country (laughs) he also asked Louis what are you drinking (laughs) I wonder what Louis would drink (laughs) pina colada answers on a postcard, comments down below yeah comments down below what would Louis Walsh drink what would Louis Walsh drink on a night out in Dudley. Do you imagine walking into Dudley Weatherspoons and Louis Walsh <laughs> and Wagner are just shooting the shit, like, on table 64? With a pint of Blue Lagoon. Oh, I love it. Oh, this whole this whole episode is so British, despite being about a Brazilian and an Irishman. <laughs> a Brazilian and an Irishman walk into a bar in Dudley. Who's weirder? <laughs> understand me and everything I do is wrong you give me love and consolation you give me hope to carry on 
This week for Wagner sees Louis continuing to pronounce his name incorrectly, and I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I think Wagner gets to live out his dream here because he is Elvis basically yes. for this did, week. Did you hear Wagner's comment about um, Elvis? Uh, uh, was this the moustache comment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what does he say? He says Elvis is back with a moustache and a funny foreign accent. Oh, 2010. So we start off and Wagner is at the poker table singing Viva Las Vegas and we get a can-can. <laughs> How long can we go before talking about the actual singing? Because, uh, God, this is the worst of the worst, right? This is the worst week. I mean, I have no notes on the singings because I was so blown away by the blackjack that I just don't, <laughs> I don't have anything to say. <laughs> It's bloody dreadful. Um, and then it segues into... Is it The Wonder of You it segues into? It is The Wonder of You, yes. Yeah. And uh, and Wagner gets married to one of the dancers. <laughs> yes, he cre- creepily approaches every girl, deciding on one to marry. Uh, we get a fake vicar who comes on stage. Luckily, we don't get a marital smooch. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank God. Um, and then Simon compares Wagner to the Big Dipper. That's my <laughs> final comment. <laughs> He says, I'm actually concerned that I actually liked that performance. And does he reference the Big Dipper because, like, you don't want to do it, but you just always end up enjoying it or something yeah. like that? Yeah, that's the Big yeah. Dipper comment, definitely. Uh, and Louis, um, sort of the Louis Walsh soundbite uh, for this series of The X Factor is that Wagner is fun and that Wagner is different. Mm. Uh, and he says as much pretty pretty much every week. Yeah, and Danny also says the same thing every week. <laughs> Uh, and to be honest, Simon just does, but with just with varying different uh, metaphors and analogies. And Cheryl Cole is like, I don't really have anything to say. Cheryl Cole's just immersed in making her Cher Lloyd clone at this point <laughs> in 2010. It was very nice to meet Daniel Radcliffe. He's a very pleasant young man. What, what was happening to you that day when you were holding a lion by its tail? I've seen that picture. He was a lady friend's lion. But wow, I would love a pet lion. That would be fantastic. And then all of a sudden... Uh, week six, um, and in one of the great British cultural moments, yes. Wagner and Daniel Radcliffe discuss <laughs> his pet lion. Yes! Why is he there? <laughs> so, so, What's gone on? As, as a reward for getting through to week six, they get to go to the Harry Potter <laughs> premiere. <laughs> Wagner at the Harry Potter premiere. Uh, Rupert uh, Grint is asked about <laughs> Wagner. Rupert Grint and Wagner. Driving around in Rupert's ice cream van. Uh, <laughs> Frightening children. Oh, could you imagine Wagner in Chamber of Secrets in the flying <laughs> car? <laughs> Turn to page 394. Oh... Was that Wagner as Snape? <laughs> that was Wagner as Snape, yeah. Uh, Vera Serum! 
<laughs> Your father oh. was a swine. <laughs> we said oh. we weren't going to do the accent, and now we've just done it. Oh, God, that's not going to look good in 2020. Oh, no, well. No. <laughs> um, but it's staying in the show. At least we called him the right name. I did you think this school would never win? Well, look at me, I'm coming back again. I got a taste of love in a simple way. And if you need to know, I'm still standing. Stay away. Don't you know, I'm still standing. Better than I ever did. Looking like a true survivor. Feeling like a little kid. I'm still standing after all this time. Picking up the pieces of my life without you on my mind I'm still standing, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still standing, yeah, yeah, yeah Anyway, um, <laughs> I've lost it. I've lost it. Week six, <sighs> we go from Harry Potter to Elton John. And can, can I request in the edit here that you put in Elton John's recent performance of I'm Still Standing? Get the things through and never went. Look at me, I'm coming back again. I'm <laughs> You can have nobody back. So Wagner is singing a a cover of I'm Still Standing and also this is mashed up with The Circle of Life. Two songs Uh, that don't go together. Yeah, I don't know how they manage this. Uh, It's it's just another Louis fever dream, isn't it? He loves a mashup. In the package again, Wagner's really pissed with Louis for the crazy fast lyrics. I mean, you literally, in the, the canon of pop music... Couldn't have chosen a, a song with faster delivery unless it was a hip hop song, basically. Yeah. Unless it was fucking Lose Yourself, which, you know, <laughs> now I mention it, I really want to see that. God, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, this is a hard song to sing. Um, and yeah, it's like, the, 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 what's the theme of this performance? Like, because the woman who's his wife from last week is there, right? That's the same woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's being used again. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Danny makes a comment. Um, <laughs> it was the wedding last week. What's this? The reception. <laughs> and Louis says, "We're having the divorce next week." <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's the theme. I don't know, but uh, the, maybe yeah, the long-term the... storytelling of Louis Walsh is better <laughs> than we're giving him credit for. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, he is um th- there's not really much to say on the performance apart from it's rubbish. Yeah, the transition to the circle of life kind of sees Wagner becoming the gatekeeper of all beings really. That's my only note. <laughs> it's a hell of a note to make, but mm. yeah, there's not really much you can say. Um Simon says that Louis turned him into a singing robot. <laughs> and in, in another innuendo, he's putting you in positions he'd like to be in. Yeah, the the, the innuendos about this are, are thick and fast and, and at some points not even innuendos. <laughs> um it's definitely turned a bit nasty at this point, hasn't it? 
Like, oh, yeah, it's week six and Wagner is still <laughs> in the X Factor. But you think about like Jedward was still here at this point in week six, but there was a lot more pro Jedward sentiment from the judges. Like, um, and we'll, I think we'll get into like Wagner's personal stuff on the show as well, um, which may have had something to do with it. But there's definitely, it feels, I felt more uncomfortable watching the judges talk about Wagner than I did with Jedward. It felt a lot more mean-spirited. Yeah, the comments were not good at some points. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, woke culture would not be happy with these comments. No, absolutely not. Um, to sort of rehash a, a phrase from last episode, it's not Wagner's fault he's this far in the competition. <laughs> yes, it's um, not. It's but the, the, judges... the great <laughs> British public. The judges have far less sympathy for that fact this time around than they did for Jedward so they, they blame him rather than the British public and we'll see more of that I think as, as we go into the absolute miracle that was week 7 aka Beatles get back get back get back to where you once belong get back get back get back to where you once belong Week 7, a triple mashup. Uh, we're going to have Get Back, Hippie Hippie Shape, which is not a Beatles yes, song. Thank you. Why didn't they just do Twist and Shout? It's the oh, same yeah. sentiment. Yeah. Um, the Beatles did perform it. Uh, there's a couple of live at the BBC recordings, hmm. uh, but it is not uh, an official Beatles song, really. There's no yeah. studio album version of it. Uh, and then we're going to get Hey Jude at the end. Um, the pack, the pre-package for this was extraordinary. <laughs> um, Wagner walking around the X Factor property, singing and putting fabric softener in the washing machine. <laughs> Is um yeah, it's it's important to mention at this point that is he does he leave the X Factor house or is he kicked out? Um we'll talk about that in week eight. Oh okay, okay, we'll get to week eight. But yeah, he's um the X Factor house looks a bit grotty, doesn't it? It what well, like has anyone cleaned? Seriously. It looks <laughs> awful. It's like a student house. This looks like an absolute madhouse. Could you imagine like <laughs> like the the beds next to each other, like Wagner and Cher Lloyd <laughs> next to each other. It does make me laugh that at some point in his life, Harry Styles lived with Wagner. <laughs> Watermelon sugar. <laughs> that is an interview I want to see. I want to see Harry Styles talking about Wagner, not Rupert Grint. I want the I want I want Radcliffe Grint, Styles, and Wagner <laughs> in a room having a steak. Maybe not a steak. Sorry, sorry, Jacob. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, a corn sausage. Thank you. Um, There's no way Wagner's eating corn. Come on. He's, uh, he's a, definitely a chicken man. He, he loves a bit of the chicken. We get the disturbing sight of Wagner in Sergeant Pepper gear. <laughs> yeah, he's dressed as Sergeant Pepper to perform three songs, none of which were on the Sergeant Pepper's album. Louis doesn't care. <laughs> I actually enjoyed Get Back. I thought it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it's the best one of the three. Yeah, by a long way. <laughs> 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 
interesting that you mentioned uh, the, the divorce thing because obviously Hey Jude is a song about a child processing a divorce. Oh God, we're getting Julian real. Lennon. We're getting real deep now. Yeah, so I've just just made that connection now. Um, <laughs> the intertextuality is there. <laughs> Louis just more well read than we gave him uh, credit for. <laughs> Um, the way Wagner does the Jude, Jude, Jude is horrible. I've put the exact same thing. He doesn't, he, he just can't do it. He can't do it. Like, he, he, it's not his fault, but he just can't do pop. Like, they all the song choices are terrible. That reminds me of that, that uh, satirical article where it's like Paul McCartney enters into 500th hour of <laughs> Hey Jude ad libs. <laughs> I don't want 500 hours of, of Wagner doing Judy, 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 Judy. I would happily never hear Paul sing Hey Jude again because we all know that we, we just want him to sing uh, Driving Rain on repeat. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Oh, he's so good. Maybe if Wagner had done that, he'd have got further in the competition. Uh, well, yeah, and, and it would be easy for him. You know, it's just counting. It's not <laughs> I'm still standing, is it? So Cheryl uh, lays into Wagner because apparently in an interview uh, in, in a newspaper, he'd slagged off her upbringing. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about this, but if that's the case, that's not on. Um, he said, like, Cheryl says that some comments were made about her being from a council estate. Yes. Um, and how lucky she is, quote unquote. Like, nah, it's not on. Come on, leave her alone. Um, even if, you know, they you were being, like, people were being nasty to you, there's no need to do that. This is where he moves out of the uh, the X Factor house. Yes. Um, he moves into a hotel, which he calls his fortress, and then calls himself <laughs> Super Wagner. <laughs> uh, we get, yeah, uh, Wagner reveals that he used to live by himself with a Siamese cat. Um, which I'm also planning on doing because I want to buy a naked cat. Um, uh, so uh, they're they're normal. They're kind of a they're not quite a Siamese breed, mm. but they are of a similar breed. If um, anyone actually... if anyone's listening that would like to crowdfund Nathan Nathan Packham's cat purchase, we will accept donations. Yeah, I'm going to need two grand because I need one grand to get Wagner at a wedding <laughs> and another grand to buy this uh, really expensive breed of cat. We will do personalised video shout-outs. Nathan will play the bongos for an extra tenner. I used to own a pair of bongos, actually. <laughs> Dig them out. They're in the loft somewhere. Uh... I found an article from this time talking about uh, why Wagner left the X Factor house. Oh, yeah. Um, worth noting that, uh, that the, the article stated that uh, the Premier Inn at this time was selling rooms for £29 a night. <laughs> um, so some intense he, journalism there. Well done. It's, he, he left after John accused him of uh, sabotaging people's voices via deodorant. <laughs> who's, who's John, sorry? I, uh, one, I don't actually know. Oh, one okay. of the... The contestants one of, who I one of, went shortly after this. Right, one of the not important contestants. Okay. Uh, so what, he was spraying deodorant in people's faces? He was just spraying it a lot, the article said, and it was causing some voices to crack, apparently. He, he must use so much deodorant. He's he's definitely an Old Spice kind of guy. <laughs> so much Old Spice on Vargs. Oh, God, he absolutely... I bet he reeks of Old Spice. Um, Wagner takes the time in the Premier Inn to uh, sing the place down and also basically <laughs> orgasm in a Premier Inn hot tub. <laughs> we've all been there. We've all we've all had a good time in a Premier Inn hot tub. Where where are the hot tubs in Premier Inn? I've never been to one with a hot they, tub. They got rid of it after Wagner turned up and was like, oh. he won't leave. 
Just the old spice just permeated <laughs> the hot tub. They're still scrubbing it out of the um, out of the system. <laughs> Reopening in 2048. When you're here before, couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. Float like a feather in a beautiful world. I wish I was special. You're so very special, but I'm a creep. I'm a And it's part one of week eight because there's uh, there's two songs. We, well, we'll have three at the end, actually. This is extraordinary. Mm. Wagner is chosen to sing Radiohead's Creep. Danny is shocked in the pre-package that he's not singing a medley because he wants she wants him to ruin three rock songs. <laughs> and um, I can't help but think the refrain here, what the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here, is very... Uh, very apropos. Yeah, I really wanted him to yell <laughs> the so fucking special version of this. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted him to just be like, you know what, fuck it. Just yell fucking special at the top of his voice. Oh, what but, does he sing instead? Um, I wish I was special, so very special. Oh, okay. Which is the radio edit. I think this is absolutely the best he's sung. Oh, um, 100%, yeah. Danny calls him a creep at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can't, I can't help but feel like this song was chosen to as a as a rib, like you know the lyric, like you said, the lyrics, the creep. I'm a weirdo. Uh, what the hell am I doing here? It does feel a bit mean to like give him this stuff to 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 sing, um, and and yeah, Danny fully acknowledges that. Um, yeah, she says you're connecting with the lyrics. Louis doesn't connect with the lyrics because he gets them wrong. <laughs> Um, in what world would I'm a creep, I'm a winner in a song? Uh, he goes on to say that he knows Tom York, which is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. Um, and he says if he'd watched that, he'd have loved that. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have watched it in the first place because Tom York probably lives on a mountainside somewhere. The lights are all belong. Your mind is not your own. Your heart sweats, your body shakes Another kiss is what it takes You can't sleep, you can't eat There's no doubt, you're in deep Your body is strong, you can't breathe Another kiss is all you need Part two, week eight and we're back to uh, the standard bollocks um, because, uh, to be fair, it's an absolutely cracking song. Um, it's Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. Great and I must say, uh, props go to Brian Friedman again because they went for the exact replica of the iconic video. They did, yeah. Um, Great stuff. Really, really good stuff. Um, we're one week away from the semi-finals. 
<laughs> I didn't realise that. He almost makes it to the semis. <laughs> That's ridiculous. He's the, he's the England team of the X Factor. <laughs> Minus 2018, of course. Yeah. Oh, Gareth. This is a pretty dull performance outside of the aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, I think the Wagner thing might be getting a bit old now. Yeah, definitely. Um, Simon makes the most bizarre comment I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Is this what I think it is? <laughs> yeah, I think so. He says it was. <laughs> he says that performance was like if they were making the show in Egypt. In 1956. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Is, is he referencing the Suez Crisis? <laughs> I don't know. What's that got to do with Robert Palmer? Because that's, that, that's immediately what I went to and I looked it up and the dates match up. I don't know. Like, what does he mean? Like, what? What a what a bonkers thing to say. The embattled Egyptian nation <laughs> yeah. took on addicted to love as their, <laughs> as as their, their anthem. national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He also like the innuendos are fully out of the window here. He also just full on calls Louis <laughs> Madame. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Batman and Robin, like they can't survive without each other. <laughs> Batman and the Joker. They are they are mortal. Oh sorry, yeah, Batman and the Batman Joker, not Batman mor- and Robin. Mortal nemeses. Oh so good. Batman could survive without Robin, that's yeah, the whole gag. And has done, yeah, in the Christopher Nolan. Um and then Louis tells Simon to give his Emmy back. <laughs> Why? Because he should be a politician because he knows Egyptian history <laughs> yeah. inside out. Unforgettable. That's what you are Unforgettable Though near or far Like a song of love That clings to me Like the thought of you Does things to me Alas, Wagner is in the bottom two, Jacob. Um, Not going to lie to you, um, Wagner's bottom two performance got me a bit emotional. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. He sings Unforgettable, which is the Nat King Cole kind of pop standard. Yeah, great song. Am I going mad, or was this just a really nice stripped-back swan song for Wagner? You're going mad. Am I? Yeah, I didn't... I loved it. Really? No, I think Crete was way better. Um, I thought it was okay. Like the song is more in his wheelhouse. Um, I think he knows he's gone by this point. Like he's just having a good time with it. Uh, it's better than Addicted to Love. I'll give him that. So it's Wagner v Mary, his lover, <laughs> in the bottom two. Uh, Louis has to choose between his two babies. Oh, what because they're both in the same category. Louis's choice. <laughs> that is a uh, that is a film I want to see. <laughs> Where he has to choose between Ronan Keating and Nicky Byrne. <laughs> He's like, Ronan's had a much better solo career, but Nicky Byrne did score in Soccer Aid, so... And then Brian McFadden's in the background like, oh, I do that house show. <laughs> what is that show called? Well, I'd have no, I'd have no idea. It's, it's the one where people have to guess a celebrity's, a celebrity's oh, house. Uh, through it's, the... not, it's not through the keyhole. Oh, I have no idea. I was going to say through the keyhole. Something else. No idea. No idea. Louis justifies his decision by saying that uh, this is like Mary's life. And I think he's right in saying that Wagner is just a like 
born total entertainer could do anything so he'd be fine outside yeah. of this and mary bird did go on to release a few solo records really oh, okay mm. she she would be much better suited i think to britain's got talent than x yes. factor just a bit nicer yeah um yeah Despite obviously the psychological torment that Susan Boyle went through that show. <laughs> many, many people said you had your best night last night, so why are you out? What, what do you think? Well, like a bat out of hell, I'll be gone, gone, gone. Wagner, <laughs> you survived eight weeks, you had a great run. Did you enjoy yourself? What was your highlight? I loved every moment that I spent here, and uh, I think I have achieved so much, and I'm so pleased that. You know, I'm very happy, very happy. And I miss my cat very much. Simon feels the show is back on track because Wagner is eliminated. Um, In response to Dermot's question about how he was feeling, Wagner just sings Bat Out of Hell. (laughs) He says um, he's loved every moment of the show, uh, but he misses his cat. So So he's the Siamese dream. He's going back. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and in a wonderful moment, uh, bringing the show full circle, Louis finally says Wagner's name correctly oh. after eight weeks. Well done, Mr. Well Walsh. Done, Mr. Well Walsh. done, Michael Vincent. <laughs> well done, Louis Walsh. <laughs> Wee. Uh, so that's it for Wagner. Oh, on my the X God. Factor, a national phenomenon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you think week to week this was worse than Jedward? Yeah. I think I'd have got sick of this quicker than Jed would. Okay. Um, also, I I felt a bit more uneasy, like um, just just the overtly sexual nature of all the dancing, and you know, like the fact that he clearly made Danny and Cheryl uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, it was it was just a bit more mean. It was just a bit nastier than Jed would. Like Jed was a bit light hearted. Um, this actually felt like an attack uh, on Wagner from week to week, um, and you know. If he was being a bit handsy with some of the contestants, then fair, like you know, fair enough to Danny and Cheryl for for taking a stand against that. Uh, well, you're the one getting the lawsuit now, <laughs> not me. Allegedly, allegedly. Well, no, X. Yeah, they released a statement. The X Factor released a statement saying that um, they had words with Wagner about um, being a bit handsy with some of the uh, some of the contestants. So, not the contestants, like some of the backing dancers. Um, but uh, yeah, nothing was went to court or anything. But. Yeah, it was just a bit less fun, I think. Um, like, once you got over the initial... Like, the first performance is just so bizarre and so good. You just, you've just you got nowhere to go from there. Like, it's just it, it just peters out, I think, for me. Yeah, here come the 2010s racing, <laughs> racing in with their compassion. <laughs> uh, we're almost there. We're, we're almost at, the, at the, the point where we can, you know, talk about our feelings. We're nearly there. And, uh, yep, Wagner is gone. What a cultural phenomenon. It didn't get better than week one, but we still got we still got Wagner talking to Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> and performing a Radiohead song. So I am delighted. So you'd think someone as weird as Wagner would just fade into the background. That was a joke. <laughs> We're now going to talk about Wagner, the Facebook years. <laughs> Because after Wagner appeared on The X Factor, he has basically started up what I previously mentioned, a business of him uh, giving... Because he's, you know, such a... Still a well, vaguely well-known figure. Um, he started up a business of doing short video shout-outs for people. Uh, and some of these end up... If they're funny enough, 
they end up on Facebook. Jacob, shall we talk through some of our favourites of Wagner? This is uh, um, Facebook. Yeah, this is something that you introduced me to. Um, you are you are an, an avid follower of Wagner on Facebook, um, and even before like this podcast came into being, you were just you were just sending me random clips of Wagner talking on Facebook, and I was like, I totally forgot this guy ever existed. <laughs> And yeah, some of them are just. <laughs> where do you want to, Like, where do you want to start? Like, where do you, where do you want to start? I want to start with Grimsby. <laughs> A message to Grimsby Town Football Club and all their supporters. Well done in your match against Tranmere yesterday. It wasn't the result we were hoping for, but it's still an excellent effort, and I feel honoured to have been a part of it. Go, Grimsby Town FC, and now sing with me. We sing when we're fishing. We only sing when we're fishing. We sing when we're fishing. We only sing when we're fishing. We sing when we're fishing. Whoa, we only sing when we're fishing. Sing when we're fishing. We only sing when we're fishing. This is uh, this is a clip from 2010 uh, where Wagner uh, uh, sends a message of love to the supporters of Grimsby Town FC. <laughs> it's another football reference on the Bad Things podcast, and um, yeah, apparently he's just a, a big Grimsby, <laughs> big Grimsby fan. Um, they recently lost a match to Tranmere Rovers. Uh, no, they didn't lose. I looked this oh, up. Oh, they didn't I don't lose. Think they lost. Oh, I think it was a draw. Hooray! <laughs> you looked up the result. I think I remember it from the time. God's it was a, uh, it was a draw. Um, <laughs> hence why he says it's not quite the result you wanted. Oh, I see. I um, see. Right. So obviously Wagner was just there in his cap in Grimsby watching the game. Ridiculous. With his Grimsby town scarf that he probably bought from someone in the car park for 50 quid. I'm going to save the funniest one till the end. So, yeah. uh, Jacob, there's one you sent me recently that I missed. Uh, Wagner in lockdown. What was he doing? Is this when he was on the bike? This is when he was on the bike, yeah. Hi, everybody. I am going out on my bike like a complete unknown. Like a rolling stone. Have a great day, everyone. Lots of love from Wagner. Every time I am, um, uh, I get to go on my bike to cycle. In my head, I'm just like, I'm going out on my bike. <laughs> Please do the the the, set, the song as well. <laughs> like an unknown, like a rolling stone. Wagner and Bob Dylan, Bobby D. Bob Dylan's come up again. Yes, he's made it to every episode, I think. <laughs> Where? Oh, Bobby D. Rough and rowdy ways. Um, yeah, but Wagner, Wagner's out on his bike. Uh, there's a couple of these as well. There's one that he um, he sends when he's a, a, a red traffic light and he's singing along to George Michael and he's like, I will be your father figure. I sent you the one where he just went to Morrison's. <laughs> Your two favourite things. And he, he just goes, I'm at Morrison's, <laughs> and then shows a picture of Morrison's. <laughs> He's like, where are the pre-baked baguettes? 
Oh, I'm going there later for oh, some way. <laughs> um, We will get a Morrison say... sponsor at some point. Oh, yes. Big national sponsorship. <laughs> I think they're quite ethical as well. Yeah. Them, Red. We can follow yeah. in the footsteps of Anton Deck and um, and sell sell the pre-baked baguettes. But you got into my head uh, a, a few weeks ago because I started looking up the efficacy of various tuna producing <laughs> uh, companies. <laughs> Because you've got a choice at Morrison's. You've got own brand and you've got John West. And it's like, oh, which one's nicer to the tuna? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, I've got nothing to say. We've saved the funniest Facebook video, the funniest (sighs) one till last. Uh, Jacob, what's the story of this video with you and me? So was this New Year's Eve this year or last year or was it earlier? Uh, it was that? it was this year. Yeah, it was twenty. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, it was like the second of January yeah, or something. Yeah, well, maybe the first of January. Um, yeah. Anyone who's followed this from the beginning will know that um, uh, I had an I had a rough New Year's Eve twenty nineteen uh, where I where I ran up three flights of stairs blind drunk and then passed out by a coat rack. Um, and the next day, Nathan and I, Nathan came up to stay with me. Um, we uh, we went. Do you remember for... what we watched? <laughs> we went for a really depressing walk, and then we came back and watched a really old wrestling show from like was it nineteen eighty five? I don't think I think we were watching the Michael Jackson stuff. Oh, we watched the Martin Bashir documentary, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had that baby tight. <laughs> and then you showed me this video. Um, <laughs> you made me search in on Facebook. Wagner Bona Jizzy Pants. Hello, Bona Jizzy Pants. Santorini loves you, and so does Wagner. Remember to unpack that kilo of your special sauce. You are so beautiful to me. You are so beautiful to me. Can't you see? You're everything I hope for. You're everything I need. You Ah, so beautiful to me. I just collapsed with laughter. I was so tired and hungover. I was just, I was just on a puddle in the floor. And that was before we'd even watched it. And then we watched the video. And he's. Happy birthday to Bona Juicy Pants. <laughs> Somebody paid money for this. And they also paid money for You Are So Beautiful <laughs> as well. Oh dear. Do you think he knew? Do you think he knew it was a joke and he just did it anyway? 
Or... I mean, I feel like the one we said, like we requested, he probably knows that's a bit of a joke yeah. as well. But yeah. <laughs> Forty-three pounds for like twenty-eight seconds of material. He'll so. do anything. He'll do whatever the hell you want. Um, the other thing that Wagner uh, used to advertise on his Facebook, or it seems to be le- less prevalent now, um, was uh, his "Wanna Ride with Wagner" scheme, mm. um, offering one-on-one time in his Mercedes for a ride around the Black Country. Yeah, um, and the, the the national press picked up on this. Uh, the Daily Mirror called him a sleaze, uh, which you know, impartial journalism. There, um, it's not. It, 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 it's a bit weird, isn't it? It is a little bit weird. I mean, his argument would be that the practicalities of his Mercedes are that it's just a two-seater, so there's nothing he can do. <laughs> yes, but, you know, I there is something a little bit unnerving about Wagner. I don't think it's I don't think he's sinister in any way, but it's just some of the things he does and some of the things he sort of offers to people are a bit like... He's always used from a generation where it's okay to be a bit touchy-feely with people. Um, and, I, yeah, I don't think he always thinks about the consequences of, of what he offers up. When when COVID really goes, shall we look into <laughs> see like seeing if Wagner still does these car rides? Oh my god, can you imagine me and you? In I'm, the t- I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> we'll, well say we'll stay at a twenty nine pounds <laughs> that country premiere in. We'll get in the hot tub. We'll go to a Grimsby Town match. We'll do all the all the the big stuff. <laughs> the Wagner like <laughs> checkpoints. The Wagner experience. We only sing when we're fishing. <laughs> Um, I wish that was it for Wagner, but we've got to talk about bargain booze, haven't we? <laughs> so, 2018 or 2019, Wagner entered into, well, seemingly entered into a advertising uh, partnership with Bargain Booze, bargain who I'd booze. never heard of. You'd never heard of Bargain Booze? No, I haven't. Oh, Bargain Bees is an absolute... I'm from Sussex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm from Suffolk, so Bargain Bees is right up my street. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's it's what makes this country great. (laughs) It's cheap booze. It's literally exactly what it says on the tin. And some of the prices in these videos, fucking hell. Like I was I, I don't drink loads, and even I was like, wow, I need to get myself uh, some Cobra. (laughs) Can I have a fork? There's three we're going to talk about here for the bargain booze years. Mm. Wagner does ASMR. Oh god! What did you think of this? Horrible. It is absolutely excruciating. I think it was about three and a half minutes <laughs> long as well. The ASMR phenomenon has sort of passed me by. I don't really, I don't really get it. Um, and <laughs> Wagner does not suit ASMR. <laughs> like a complete unknown. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does various song renditions, cultural stereotypes, and awkward eating oh, into a microphone. I don't like um, it. It's not very pleasant. No, not at all. Why was this meant? Is this was meant to sell booze? 
Yeah, it was booze from around the world. So uh, bar- Barking Booze, despite, you know, seemingly being the most British of institutions, <laughs> were sort of uh, hyping their internationalist perspective with, I think it was, there was some Italian, some Japanese beer. Right, um, yeah, Cobra. So that's how we got Wagner doing ASMR. I want to just move on, because it was really <laughs> tough to watch. Yeah, let's just, let's get on to the bongos. On a lighter note, Wagner spent the day at a bargain booze. <laughs> so let's let's tee this up. You uh, you the scenario is you walk into a bargain booze. Uh, maybe you know maybe the setup of the shop is that you don't necessarily see the person at the counter straight away. You pick up your Cobra. I don't know why I'm obsessed with Cobra. Now. Love that. We're getting you a sponsorship to... from Morrison's and Cobra. <laughs> You uh, you go up to the till, and there's Wagner there <laughs> at the till. <laughs> also, like enough time has definitely passed, so some people were like most people won't remember him. So he's just a real weird looking bloke. So it's literally just a man playing bongos with your rather embarrassing purchase <laughs> before you pay. Joe Exotic from Tiger King, it's just banging out Love Shack. <laughs> On the 12-pack of Heineken. And there's a Samoyed dog there as well. <laughs> if that's how you say it. I don't know how to say it. Um, so, yeah, he plays he plays bongos with uh, with whatever purchase people are making. Uh, that's a great vid. <laughs> My favourite is the woman who recognises him. And she, she loves him. She absolutely loves him. I'd lose my shit as well. <laughs> of course you would. That, that's why you... The only reason you'd go in a bargain booze. Please be here. I've come all the way to Halzoin, or however you say it. Clutching your cobra, just come on. <laughs> the only time I would buy any kind of, like, terrible booze uh, to see Wagner. Um, but probably the pièce de résistance. Um, it's Valentine's Day 2019, <laughs> and Wagner is doing his cheesy chat-up lines to uh, various members of the very British public. Nice to meet you. And you too. I'm Wagner. And you. What a lovely name, June. Born in October, though. I must be in a museum because you are a work of art. <laughs> Sorry, face on <laughs> Is your name Jacobs? Because you are a real cracker. What are your fave parts of this one? Oh, my Lord. Um... <laughs> I mean, he does, there's some classics in here. Um, I've lost my number. Can I have yours? Uh, was your father a boxer because you're a knockout? My favourite one comes from one of the women that he's speaking to. Uh, he's like, what's your name? And her response is, my name's June. <laughs> I was born in October. <laughs> <sighs> what are some of your favourites? Well, the one that I always go back to is he's talking to one of the straightest men I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> And he calls them a work of art. And this guy looks like he's just discovered rocket science or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to die. <laughs> this is too much. Wagner's coming on to me. <laughs> um, Jacob, that is it for Wagner. Oh, uh, what an odyssey. Fucking um, uh, I'm feeling like this was a classic record. 
Are you clapping yourself? Oh, I'm clapping just everything. I'm clapping me, you, Wagner, Bargain Booze. It was a real roller coaster. Radcliffe. Radcliffe, the lion, the Samoyed dog. <laughs> oh my God. What a, what a weird menagerie of characters we've come across this oh, week. We've got it done in an hour and 20. <laughs> Yay! Well. That's plenty of time to get to Morrison's. Um, on a serious note, thanks so much to Wagner oh. for uh, that opening. We had to pay a bit of money for it, but it was worth it. So good. So we are never gonna we are never gonna peak that. Like like my, like Wagner peaked the microphone. We have peaked here this week <laughs> on bad things. Um, Jacob, uh, to move to a much sadder territory, <laughs> uh, what what are we doing next time on Bad Things? Oh my god! I mean, this whole this the whole X Factor thing has just been so all consuming. I haven't even really had time to think about this. But we are doing, as voted for by you, um, it was runner up in our episode six poll. We ran it again, and it won the vote. We are going to be reviewing episode one, the only episode ever made to broadcast of. The Hitler-themed sitcom, Heil Honey, I'm Home. Need I say more? I have nothing more to say. We will get to it. I mean, good luck with researching the prehistory there. Let me know what you want to do, because I am not talking about some things. (laughs) Is this the week where we finally go too far? I mean, some of the Wagner impressions are pretty bad. (laughs) Um... But uh, that will be episode eight. It is time for the poll for episode nine. Woo. It will obviously be a music episode. Um, I have chosen four absolute zingers for you. So returning to the poll, because our second place entry always gets another opportunity, is Limp Biscuits, Chocolate Starfish, and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water. Jacob, we're going to be talking rap rock, and we're going to be having a little debate on some of these songs, I think. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Um, this is this was a rogue choice. This I really didn't expect this to do so well, but I am very excited at the prospect of talking about this and reliving some of my awful teenage years. Um, it will be it will be a contender again. I think it will be, yeah, it will it will run close. Uh, so let's see if we talk about it. Uh, second up, this is probably the most controversial choice I have made so far on bad things because it's not a terribly terribly reviewed album. It got mixed reviews. I think it's awful. Uh, A massive stain on the discography of Justin Timberlake. Uh, 2018's weird mix of Americana and R&B, Man of the Woods. Uh, I'm happy to call this one of uh, my least favourite albums ever. Jacob, have you heard anything from Man of the Woods? No, I I only remember uh, you telling me, like, how bad you found it um but yeah i've read some of the reviews and and yeah, like you said it's sort of middle of the park but i've spoken to a few other people and they also really don't like this album so i think this could be a dark horse in the poll i think there's a lot of humor we can get from this album as well okay, um, thank god there is one particular spoken word track from <laughs> jessica beale which kills me every time um option three uh, i don't know a lot about this band apart from the fact they are horribly <laughs> reviewed uh, option three is the Chainsmokers with their album Memories Ellipsis. <laughs> Do not open. Uh, this is an EDM duo who are basically the full guys of all of us internet snobs. Um, I, I, do you know any more than I do about the Chainsmokers? They've had a few hits. Uh, they did Closer um, with Halsey. What the fuck is that? Who's a, Baby, hold me closer in the backseat of your rover. Do you know that one? Oh, that sounds. <laughs> is it a Mercedes? Are you sure? <laughs> No, there are no back seats in that Mercedes. 
Oh yes, of course. One on one. No, I don't know anything about this album, um, but I'm ready. I'm ready for some EDM bollocks. Oh, we got to do the Black Eyed Peas at some point as well. Uh, and option four uh, with former child star Corey Feldman's ten-year-long opus, uh, Angelic to the Core, uh, which started a crowdfund that barely made him any money. And uh, then once eventually it was released, critics called it one of the worst albums ever. Jeez. Have you ever heard of it? I've never heard of this. No, this week I really don't know anything about most of uh, of what we're putting in the poll. So I'm very excited to uh, to learn some stuff about some of the worst albums of all time. Yeah, those are your four options. The poll will be up, I think, Jacob, please correct me, shortly after this episode yeah, uh, yeah. drops. Should be, uh, should be about a week or so after this comes out. So yeah, head to our Facebook Jeez, page. Got... What's that, sorry? Got a social media strategy. Oh, oh yeah. Geez. Yeah, we're taking this seriously. Um, and yeah, speaking of social media, you can find us on Facebook by searching Bad Things the Podcast. Uh, we are also on Instagram at Bad Things Pod and Twitter at Bad Things Pod. Uh, again, thank you so much to our wonderful team, Becky Stolworthy, our fabulous artist, uh, who, who has actually been in conversation um, with, a, with a Chinese graphics company because her graphics pen broke. Uh, so she's been on the phone trying to sort it out uh, to try and get the artwork for this episode done. So, Becky, thank you so much for that above and beyond effort that you've gone to. And, of course, Jenny Pettican, our wonderful social media manager, who is, of, of course, as ever, doing a wonderful job implementing our bizarre requests. <laughs> for and our... I learnt she loves zebras, basically. <laughs> she does love zebras, yes. She was recently featured on the H&M website as well, so congratulations oh. to Jenny. And uh, not forgetting as well, we're still in the midst of our Corp Rock tournament. Oh. So uh, week by week, uh, we will be pitting two of the worst songs ever against each other for you to vote on. We don't care how you vote. If you actually like the song, uh, then you can vote for it. I always vote for my least favourite. Um, and that's going to be running for God knows how many more weeks because, yeah, it's one a week. We're in the midst of the, at the time of recording, in the midst of the first round. Uh, we'll be moving to the quarters and then obviously on from there. Obviously, England won't be progressing beyond <laughs> the quarters. Uh, but please vote in the Corporate Rock Tournament at all of our social media places. Jacob, that is it. My God, what an odyssey oh my God. we've been on with Jedward and Wagner. Thank you so much for your editing and your research throughout this. Uh, it's been quite, I think, quite a heavy, heavy job this one, just because of the sheer number of performances <laughs> we've had to watch. Um, so thanks to you, sir. Thank and you. I will see you down the line for some Hitler. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm excited and afraid. But yeah, we'll see you next time for Heil, Honey, on I'm Home. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much for suggesting this. This has been a real treat. Yes. Uh, and thanks to all our listeners. And we will see you next time. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And remember to be bad. See you later, Wagner.